Like Family with Brenda Donoghue. Welcome to this edition of Like Family and I'm on the move this bank holiday weekend. We're talking mobile homes. This mobile is my home. I've been here for the last 12 years, I think. I bought it when I was 21. House prices and that are just absolutely ridiculous. So in the meantime, living in the mobile gives me the opportunity where I don't have to be paying rent. I never see mobile home. I don't understand what is this. <laughs> in Ukraine, we not have mobile home. I come to Ireland, I live in this mobile home. I'm feeling much better and help me heal my feelings. I love my mobile home. It's my life. I couldn't do without it, really. At my age, there's no stairs to go up. I just have to walk in, walk into my shower, walk into the loo, walk anywhere I want to. And I'm quite happy here. And you can join the conversation on Twitter at Brenda Donoghue or email brenda at rte.ie. Just hang on, I'll just open the door here now for you and... um, it's easier then to explain it as we go in, right? Lovely. Okay, Lovely. you can take a seat there now. Uh, I'm visiting Maureen's mobile. Yeah, and it's compact. So, like, um, that's the bedroom area here. Mm-hmm. And you have a small kitchen space. When I say mobile home, you're probably thinking about the mobile part, the temporary part, the part that isn't bricks and mortar. And we'll sit here in the trailer and enjoy it. But today we are meeting families for whom their mobile home is all about home. The place they feel at peace with the world. Just check and see the cake bread should be nearly made now, freshly made this morning. And uh, we'll enjoy that with a bit of salty butter. It's the country butter, but salty butter we call it. I got it in one of the farmer house a few days ago and uh, it's just lovely just to have a nice cup of tea now. Doing it is better than actually trying to explain to somebody how it feels. For some it is a place of respite, while for others it is a place to nurture dreams for the future. Then there's Maureen, whose mobile home is filled with memories of the past. In my sitting room I've got cushions with uh, a picture of a wagon and horses and a man and woman at the front of the Lovely wagon. Velvet as yeah. Well. It just reminds me that I was born in a wagon and also to be proud of where I come from. You can put a telly there in the corner now because I'm uh, not living in it at the moment because I'm living in my house. But during the summer I would put a small portable telly there yeah. that you can work with the generator. Yeah. So and why would you go out there when you have the house here? Because a part of our culture is being out in the open spaces and unless you've experienced living in a caravan or a trailer, as I call it, it is very hard to explain it. But uh, it's a sense of if somebody comes to your door when you're in a house, you don't know who's knocking at your door, who's ringing your doorbell. Your body frame goes as, who is this? What do they want? Whereas when you're in the trailer, you can see who's coming and the person that's coming can see whether you want them or not, because they can see you through the window when you're getting up, or whether you're in a good mood or a bad mood. And then they know exactly, (laughs) am I going to be welcome or am I not going to be welcome? The link to your past with the trailer. Can you tell me what that is? Well, I was born in uh, a wagon on the side of the road. and um, There's a song in that somewhere, isn't there? It was just outside of Loch in County Galway is where I was born. Before my mother died, uh, she made that wagon, as you can see, up there. Wow. And uh, I painted it, but my mother made the wagon. And can you describe it for people? So um, it's a miniature-sized wagon, 
and it has all the detail that's in a normal size wagon. It has the small stove inside on the left hand side and it has presses then over beside where the bed Can at the back. The it's precious. My mother passed away 10 years ago. She made that uh, when she was 72 years of age. So four years before she died, she made that. We made it together, you know, but she made it and I painted it. That means more to me than the house that's over my head because that is priceless. It reminds me of where I was born. And we actually went and she showed me the actual spot on the side of the road, went to the boot of the car and she didn't know that I had the wagon in the boot of the car. And she says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm just taking a photograph of this. And I placed it on the ground where I was born and took the photograph. If I had my own way, I would still be living in a wagon. You know what I mean? I was born in a wagon, but I never got to experience the traveling around with the horse and cart because there's all these restrictions. I can't do that. But if I had my own way, I would be still living in a caravan on a caravan site. But it was just the option wasn't there. And to compromise uh, I was allowed to keep the caravan in the backyard as long as nobody lived in it and we use it for going away during the summer. So that was a bit of a compromise for me. And Maureen, with your work as the intern coordinator with Minkers, which is me, yeah. all about travellers and talking, you're kind of on the cusp of that old tradition, like the newer generation coming up. Where do you see the trailer fitting in? Well, I see the trailer as uh, always been part of our culture now because nomadism is part of our culture and the importance of being able to access trailer or caravan, as people call it, uh, for to travel around the country and to visit the traditional camp spots that our families went before us. As I was saying to you, Brenda, I will always have a trailer out the back because that gives me motivation to keep going and knowing that I can be out there and if I want to invite friends just for a few hours to just sit and chat about the old days, that we can just sit and reimagine the way it was when we were young, growing up. It's part of me and part of the person I am and I know where I started from and I know where I am now. It's good for my mental health for me to be able to walk out there when I feel like and just sit inside and just think about who was here visiting and I can imagine the different stories we talked about but that's important to have that space this is the best way that I can explain that who you see is what you get when you meet me thank you Maureen Ward and can I wholeheartedly recommend for soda bread so Brenda this mobile is my home I've been here for the last kind of 10, 10 to 12 years. I bought it when I was 21 and it's all plumbed in. I've been, been in it since very comfortably and don't have any rent or anything like that to pay now. So definitely makes life uh, easier than what it would be like if I was renting. Becky Byrne lives in a mobile home behind her parents' house in Russellstown in County Kildare. Like many others, living in a mobile home allows her save for a mortgage and avoid high rents. She gives me the tour. Come on in, show you inside. Okay. Sitting room slash office that's been painted probably 15 times in different colours over the years. So you work from home as well. What, yes. what Remind us what you do again. Um, so I'm a digital artist, so I go around all the, the gaming conventions um, and I sell my, my artwork at them. Um, so this is my space for when I'm drawing and designing and then the spare bedroom's turned into my craft room. Um, and that's where I kind of do all the actual building of anything that I make. Yeah, this is the... 
bathroom so has a little half bath which is a bit sad when you want a proper bath but <laughs> sure if that's the only thing that I don't have then but you have a shower I do yeah hot water and everything is with gas so. that's okay and then yeah just the just the bedrooms and in, in that end then and then I've a, I've a shed there as well the back door goes straight out into the shed because I used to have 10 rabbits and they used to live out there and I didn't want to go outside in the rain to feed them can we go back to how you've ended up here in the mobile so yeah it's attached to your parents' house, the land that it's on. Yes. So I was only about 19 and I was looking for somewhere to kind of live that wasn't in my parents' house. I was going out with a chap at the time and we wanted somewhere to live together. I decided we'll get a mobile and plonk that in the back garden and then if I ever need to move it, I can just pick it up and go. <laughs> so I'm self-employed, which makes getting a mortgage even more complicated oh. anyway. But yeah, it's just house prices and that are just absolutely ridiculous. So in the meantime, living in the mobile, gives me the opportunity where I don't have to be paying rent. Now I do obviously I've got my my electricity is separate and you know I've got like my own bins and it doesn't cost them any money to have me here. And they know whether you're in or out. They do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if my lights are on too late I get a text asking me why I'm not in bed, but you know <laughs> apart from that <laughs> I paid 7500 euro for the the mobile. Mm. And then when I was getting, I had to get the groundwork and everything done and plumbed in and that, and that cost another 6,000. So it was 13,500 about 12 years ago, which was paid off probably about five or six years ago. So since then, I haven't had what most people my age would be expected to pay rent wise and, and stuff like that. So it bugs me that like I had, I had a plan of where I was going to be and I'm no closer to that plan than I was 12 years ago. Myself and my partner would like to have a family in that, but with the fact that we both work from home and like the spare bedroom at the minute is literally where I do all of my crafting and it, it does make things a little bit more difficult. We could have a child here, but if we wanted to have more than one, it just really limit, limits us with kind of what we can do. And then obviously we don't want to put ourselves in a situation where we can't manage with our space. But I wouldn't have a lot of the things that I have if I didn't have it. As I mentioned before, Becky lives just behind her parents' house and never want to miss a trick, Becky's mum Jackie drops in. And they're very close, in every way. Can't get rid of her. She just won't go. <laughs> no, we're happy to have her here. Obviously, we'd like her to have a house. But the most important thing for me is that she has her own home. She has somewhere that has, she has her own front door. She goes in, she can close her own front door. She has her pets. She has her TV. She has whatever she needs. And she can have her partner in here. She can have her friends in here. And she can be independent. I work with young people Becky's age that are still living at home. And I know from talking to them that living at home at that age is tricky. No matter how good your relationship is with your parents, when you live with your parents, it's their home and you have no privacy. This gives Becky her own life and her own privacy. Yeah. But we both have very kind of high, my husband would say, highly strong personality. Yeah. We have a very good relationship. We get mm -hmm. on great. But I don't think we'd get on as well if we were both living in the same house all the time. Definitely not. No. At 32 years of age, you don't want your parents saying to you, no, you can't have a dog. No, you can't have a cat. No, you can't sit up till two o'clock in the morning playing your computer or whatever. And you don't want parents knocking on your bedroom door saying, could you stop making noise? We're trying to sleep because we have to get up for work in the morning. Being out here means that there's never any of those arguments. Her money can go towards saving 
for a house rather than paying rent somewhere to somebody else. And is that happening for you, Becky? Is that what you're kind of looking at me going? (laughs) Well, it was. And then I decided to open a business. So it all kind of got spent on that. But it will be again soon. (laughs) Becky was very unhappy in the career that she was in. She decided she was going to start all over again, do this art. And it needed a massive cash injection to be able to buy the equipment to do it and being here meant that she could do that and that was really important because at the end of the day the most important thing for me is that my children are happy and I I just say to her it doesn't matter if you're living in a shed as long as you're happy you were working in the beauty business yeah 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 I was um I had a, a salon for four three or four years I just got fed up Covid did a lot of damage for a lot of people and it didn't do Becky's beauty business any good. But it gave you an opportunity to reevaluate what you were doing. And then all the savings went into all this computer stuff. Not everybody finds the career that they want to be in when they're 20. And you have found the career you want to be in now. And being here has meant that she could make that investment. I have to say, your mum is fantastic. Ah, yeah, you're all right, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm happy out here. I would rather be here than be anywhere else. Um, And I'd rather be in the mobile than in an apartment somewhere where I can hear somebody walking around up above me. The most I can hear here is the birds running back and forward. I love a little bit of 80s nostalgia. Rick Astley and Never Gonna Give You Up. Vera and her two boys love that song as well. Give you up, never gonna let you down, never gonna run around and hurt you. Why do we like this song, Vera? Why because song my son, Baby Max, very loves Rick Astley and always listen. When he wake up, he listens this song. When he go to bed, he listen. When my boys dancing together, I am happy, but very proud, very proud. Vera and her two young boys are from Ukraine, but living here in Ireland for the last 17 months. The County Offaly community of Geishel came together and through a huge cross-community effort and lots of fundraising, purchased three mobile homes. These were to provide accommodation to three families fleeing the conflict in Ukraine. Vera and her two boys now live in one of those mobile homes. And just to note, Vera had no English when she arrived here 17 months ago. I love my mobile home because I have three rooms. This is very important. Many people, Ukrainian, live together or in a hotel. Many people can't cook because when I arrived, I don't understand Irish food. But now I cook always what I want to eat. Very, very important because I have uh, my kitchen. You're the first Ukrainian to come to Offaly, is that correct? I live in the capital of Ukraine, Kiev. When a war starts, I don't want to go. I want to stay in Kiev. But my mom say, Vera, please, you need to go because not not too safe for my children. In Kiev, I live in apartment. I have uh, three rooms. Do you miss it? Yes, of course, because my mom, my family stay in Ukraine. This is home. I live with my family. Mm. I not live alone. I live with my mother and two brothers. 
when I see uh, this is mobile home, uh, I think uh, not big place inside. I never see mobile home. I don't understand what is this. <laughs> I know in Ireland many people have a mobile home, but in Ukraine we not have. Uh, and uh, I have very strange emotion when I see. When war starts, I have shock, I have stress, I have very, very bad emotion. But when I come to Ireland and start living this mobile home, I am feeling much better. This mobile home helped me heal my feeling. So a big change for you. Very big change because now I live alone with my two children. I not see my mom 70 months. I speak with my mom always online, but uh, I want hooks my mom. So of course I sometimes I'm feeling lonely. My children safe, but sometimes I'm feeling I am alone in Ireland. And outside, Vera has planted some special flowers to remind her of home. When uh, I look in my window in mobile home i see my sunflowers and i missed my home because this is a small part in my heart and we have marigold special ukrainian flowers too when i see my flowers in my window i missed about my home we have polytonal and soon we plant many fruits and vegetables Organic. We want plants, cucumber, tomatoes, and strawberry. Today, look at all this work. The Katia do is with you. Yes, uh, we doing something in Polytonal. Very good. You've made a great start. I'm proud of you. That's Breej Loftus. She's the chairwoman of the committee that purchased the mobile homes. Does she visit the families a lot? Oh, I do. I come down to see them a lot. They're very nice families. They're doing their best and they're trying to find their feet. Um, we got help from every direction. It would never have happened if the whole community didn't come together. The workmen put in all the works and everything like that. All worked for nothing. They were amazing. But once our families arrived, we realised uh, that wasn't it. That was only the start of the journey. They didn't have the tools to move on. They needed an awful lot of other supports. Because we've six kids on site, we're very conscious. There's six young lives and we are responsible for them. So many people wanted to help and so many people knew it wasn't realistic to take a family into their own homes because a lot of people live rurally and it just the logistics wouldn't work. And we looked at available housing and as everybody knows, they don't exist. So we looked for the next solution and we had this wonderful lady, Bernie O'Sullivan, and she had a camping site that was no longer in existence and she says we could use her space. And that was the solution to our problem and it was a quick solution. We got it all done in the space of, I think, five months, which was an amazing achievement creating wow. three new addresses. I want to say ten, thanks uh, for Gishel community because this is very uh, nice people and two years ago when I sit in my home, in my kitchen in Kiev, I never seen uh, I come to Ireland but now I live uh, 17 months in mobile home. I am very happy because me and my two boys uh, safe. I believe you have learned some Irish here. My Irish, brilliant. <laughs> I know Shinsken Ella and I know Kupla Fakel. <laughs>
We'll keep them up for another day. Of course we will. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great, thanks. Look, That's this is lovely. I meet Peggy Barry outside her mobile in Rosslair in County Wexford. She's originally from Crumlin, but it's here she feels at home. I love my mobile home. It's my life. Yeah. I couldn't do without it, really. It opens here on the 16th of March. The park that you're in. Yes, yeah. this very park where we're standing now. And I'm at that gate, nine o'clock. And I'm here till the closes in October. And that's how much I love my mobile home. But what is if it that you love? Open what? the whole year round, I'd be here. What is it you love? Well, at my age, there's no stairs to yeah, go up. True. I just have to walk in. Walk into me shower, walk into the loo, walk anywhere I want to. And I'm quite happy here. All the women here, we go for a walk with a dog in the evenings and in the mornings. And then we start swapping books. I myself read and I love jigsaws. I'm a weaver betrayed. Always was a weaver. And I absolutely loved it. That's how I'm nearly deaf now. The sound of the looms. <laughs> And I can't believe you've got the big flag for the dubs. Oh, the boys in blue. Yeah, yeah we have to support them. Now, you're down in Wexford. Yeah, don't matter. <laughs> don't matter. I'm still a dub. And you have the dub bunting The bunting, well. yes, yeah. I have, yeah. And I love flowers, as you can see. I've flowers and plants everywhere. Do my own digging. Do my own transplanting. Strawberries. Watch your head there, Brenda. I have strawberries down there. Baby, lovely strawberries. So who wants a house and a garden? Who wants a house and a garden when you're in a mobile? Nobody. <laughs> I mean flowers. With the tour of the deck over, eventually Peggy brings me into her mobile. You take a seat there and I'll yeah, t- there's show me around. television. That's my fireplace. I love collecting things. These are all me brick and brack. The top shelf there is me, all me angels. And that's a little uh, wishing tree, yeah, and little coffee sets. And where do you get them all? I get them at the charity shop for little or nothing. You'd be surprised what you'd get in the charity shop. (laughs) When was it that mobile homes caught your imagination? Well, when Amy was two years old. That's your youngest. We went to Curraclow. We went in for the jar there, Peter, myself and the baby. And on the table was a leaflet about mobile homes. So I took her up and I said, well, there's mobile homes because where we were staying was a little bungalow and we didn't like it. It was damp. It was reeking. I said, you'll bury me if you keep me here any longer. We're going. So we took up the leaflet, mobile home for sale, Rosslair. I said, we'll ring that number. Rang the number, a mobile home for sale. It was a little roadmaster. So we decided to meet at Kelly's Hotel there. I met her. She said, I'll tell you what I'll do. Here's the key. You can stay in it for the weekend and ring me on Monday. And if you decide you want to, stay there. And I'm here ever since in the one spot. I just fell in love with it, Brenda, and that's it. And I've loved her ever since. And can I go back to you growing up? So where were you born? I was born in Kevin Street in the Liberties. My mum had seven of us and herself and my dad in one room before we moved to Crumbling. My mum went out and she picked Winkles in Bullock Harbour and she dragged them along on her back. Now, Winkles weigh heavy when you have a half a sackful 
and she'd come home and boil them and put the salt on and give me a basin full and I'd go down to the lamppost at the end of the lane and I'd sell them for a cup. When the season went out then, my mother went out and she picked shamrock and she sold shamrock and I sold shamrock myself. I used to stand outside the GPO with a little boxes and we bought the boxes as an essence and we put the spray of shamrock in and it's all reached around March. And we'd say, shamrock for posting, shamrock for posting. And I sold shamrock because we didn't get any pocket money. There was no pocket money then. There was no, not enough money for to keep the house so I might get pocket money. But we got to buy. No, I'm not the worst of it. Happy to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nanny. Happy birthday to you. It's Peggy's 83rd birthday. I love you, Nanny. Give a kiss. Her daughter, Amy, has arrived down to stay with her two children for a few days. Amy has wonderful memories of her summers in the mobile and she wants her children to have the same experiences. I used to come down, obviously, every summer when I was small. I would have made a lot of friends down here that I'm still friends with now. So when I get to see them kind of playing in the playground and making new friends from different counties and stuff like that as well, it's nice to see because hopefully they'll be able to kind of continue them friendships as they get older. At home where we're kind of from, you know, it wouldn't really be somewhere where we would constantly let Max and Holly out. You'd always have to kind of make park trips and day trips with friends and stuff like that. Whereas down here, it's very different. Like you could spend your day in the mobile cleaning around while the kids are just out playing with each other and it's yeah it's definitely a sense of freedom down here it always has been like that didn't you meet your husband down here i did meet my husband down here <laughs> you met your husband down here i did meet my husband down here yes so we would have spent a couple of summers together we met when we were 12 young romance that blossomed yes at 12. yeah definitely yeah, yes yes long history now my god I, and, and i go looking you know. for her and say if i catch that long no. misery, <laughs> isn't <laughs> Back then you would have only seen each other like during the summer. Brenda, when I was 50, I gave birth to that child there. <laughs> At 50? At 50. My God, Peggy. That, that must have been a surprise. It was a yeah. surprise. I went into the coom for an operation, pre-medded, gone down, woke up, nurse hanging over me. Margaret, I have something to tell you. You're five months pregnant. So that's Amy. When I was in the coom, after having her, you were calling me Supernan. <laughs> We know that down here is my mom's like happy place. This is where she is so happy, where she is completely herself. She wakes up every day happy down here. So we kind of have to sacrifice not having her at home all the time. So that's what makes when we are down here extra special because it's rare, you know, mm. that way. So when we do get time down here, where we uh, we appreciate it. I don't think I'll ever get out of here, Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think about a mobile home. I think it has a holiday home for me and a holiday home for the children and they love it and the grandchildren love it and the great-grandchildren love it. Well, long may you enjoy, Peggy. That's it from this edition of Like Family. Thanks to all the families who spoke to me and thank you for listening.